Welcome, everybody, to another week of the Inches Podcast, a podcast that looks at sports sponsorship and event sponsorship and the effects that digital has on the industry. I'm Nick Lawson, your co-host, co-founder of a company called Squad Sports that helps sports teams and events connect fans to sponsors digitally in this world. And I have my co-host here, Rich Franklin, vice president of sponsorship for the Portland Winterhawks here. Rich, how's it going today? It's pretty good, Nick. How are you doing? I'm good. It's a holiday week. Fourth of July is coming up. We were just talking about it's funny how the Monday before Fourth of July weekend is that flurry of emails that comes in and then Tuesday, Wednesday will will die down. So, um, you know, it's intriguing in sports because a lot of them who are in season have that 4th of July game. Yep. So good luck to all those fans out there getting into that. Um, It's also, uh, as we record this on Monday, Mm -hmm. it is Canada Day. It is Canada Day. So a special happy Canada Day. Mm -hmm. If you're hearing this a day or two late, uh, you know, we're a day or two late. But as we record this, Happy Canada Day. Make sure to let a Canadian know Happy Canada Day yeah. so that we can uh, keep that relationship between our, our nice brothers and sisters up, up north. Yes. Um, last week, we talked about prospecting um, and just kind of your process there. This week, I'm really excited because, in fact, even within the past week, uh, I've chatted with a lot of you know prospective clients and current clients on this. Um, but overall, today's topic is you are a, and I put quotes up here, I'm doing air quotes, you are a niche league, minor league, smaller market team uh, in a city, and you have a larger market team, again, air quotes, larger market team there. <laughs> I can vouch for that. He's making the air quotes. Uh, in your same city, um, how, how can you stand out? How can you make sure that you are um, competing with them on sponsorship, on ticketing? Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about sponsorship today. But I think a lot of this as well applies to ticketing and right. some of the overall stuff. But how how can you as a team be able to compete? I think, Rich, both you and I uh, can agree that if you try to beat them at their own game, it will not work. But um, I think Rich does a great job being here in Portland, having the Trailblazers, an NBA franchise, having the Portland Timbers, an MLS franchise that has huge presence here, yeah. as well as two hours mm-hmm. south, which Portland is pretty much at Ducks and Beavers, University of Oregon, Oregon State City as well. Yep. Uh, I think you all do a great job within the mm-hmm. Winterhawks of just being able to pro- provide that value. So I think this is a great, great, um, great episode and you're a great, sure. great guest to, to speak on this, but I'll push it over to you when you guys at the Winterhawks, uh, guys and gals, start looking at how you can compete on the sponsorship level with some of these other larger teams, what's what kind of goes through your head and what's your strategy? Well, first of all, yeah, you're right. I mean, I am in a top 25 market. Uh, I am probably, just in terms of local teams, uh, about the number five uh, team in the market in terms of uh, attendance. And then when you look at sort of overall uh, perceived, you know, perception in the market, we're, we're very strong, but you've also got just a couple of hours north of us. You've got NFL football, and you've got Major League Baseball uh-huh. as well. So, first of all, um, I don't tr- pretend that we're something that we're not. Uh-huh. I mean, I think the first thing that you do is you acknowledge, no, I am not the biggest uh, sports franchise in town. Yes. And, and along with that is to say... That's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be. I'm not going to be the biggest sports franchise in town. 
The reality is I do have a very decent-sized, very loyal fan base. And basically what I'm out there uh, giving to my sponsors is uh, opportunity to engage with that fan base, um, a, a lot of uh, cool uh, opportunities that maybe a bigger team wouldn't be able to provide them. And, I, and you sort of hit the nail on the head there a second ago when you said that you don't try to compete head-to-head. Um, that's where we've used digital uh, initiatives as an example of a way that we can go out there and approach uh, sponsor prospects, uh, not based on our size necessarily, but one of the nice things about digital is in a lot of ways, it kind of helps level the playing field. I may not have 20,000 fans at a game or 25,000 fans if I'm uh, Timber soccer or Blazers basketball. I may not have, I don't know, how many do they get at U of O for I a Ducks football game? I want to say it's around 8,000. Is it that much? I think Hudson holds 8,000. Mm-hmm. I'm not correct there, but I'm pretty sure it's up there. You know, I, I've got somewhere on average of 6,500 to 7,000 fans a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that spikes up to about ten or 11,000 for a bigger night. Um, but what I can offer them is the opportunity, as I said, to engage with some of these fans in some different ways. We're not as big as the other guys, but we're also not as expensive as the other guys. Yeah. I think one of the challenges that comes up sometimes with both sponsors and sponsorship salespeople is the feeling that i got to be the biggest. i got to be number one. And, and you don't have to. It's okay. Did you drink any beer last week? Uh, I did. I did some. Um, what, what beer did you drink? Was it the number one beer? No. Oh. Uh, I had some tin barrel. Uh, I had some Lucky Lab. Okay. Some microbrewery. Microbrewery. Yeah. yeah. So just to use that as an example, you as a consumer don't necessarily go out there and drink the number one beer all the time. Definitely not the most advertised. Definitely not the most advertised, but there's there's factors about those beers uh, that aren't the number one that meet your needs, whether it's you like the taste, whether it's you like the label, whether it's uh, just convenient, it's cold, whatever the reason may be. And so part of what, um, what we have to do when we're in a smaller organization is really get in there. It, it all comes back to finding the need and then ways that you can um, help fulfill that need and, and provide excellent value along the way. Uh, where we tend to do a, a really good job, in my opinion, here at the Winterhawks, we tend to look at things as solution-based rather than just features-based, like, hey, we've got this many thousand people in the stands, which is true. But what I really try to do is get in and say, what are your needs? What are the opportunities here? Are you looking to get into digital as an example? Um, do you have a need for uh, hospitality as part of all this? So we kind of build in a little bit into the ticketing side. Because, you know, every company has a need not only for branding and merchandising, but they've got a need to you know, be able to take a, a client or a prospect to a game, uh, maybe take their staff for a game and their families and do it cost effectively. And we can provide those solutions as well. The other thing that I think we really, really do well, and I hear this a lot from our sponsors, is we sell with our service. 
Um, and you and I were just talking before we started recording this session about uh, a couple of instances where some of the bigger organizations maybe don't give as as good of a level of customer service uh, to that sponsor as we are able to. When you're a smaller organization, that generally means you're a more nimble organization. You can react to something quickly that's maybe going on in the market. A new trend, something along those lines that we can shift some things around in terms of uh, maybe a promotional focus or a particular marketing asset. So there's there's a lot of good things associated with being a little bit smaller of a fish. Wait a minute. No, ponds. We're talking ponds. I'm a smaller <laughs> pond. That's what I am. And what I tell my sponsors is, no, I'm not the biggest uh, opportunity out there, but I can give you at a very reasonable investment uh, the chance to be a big fish in my pond and to be able to connect and see results. Yeah, you know one one big thing that I I always see with you all, um, which which I think Rich, you do a great job because I've been on the sponsor meetings and your question, your presentation is never um, is never hey we're the winter hawks we've won X amount of championships we are beloved by the city, it's usually, hey, we talked about in our last meeting this, and this was your goal. This is how I think we're hitting that. Yeah. The funny thing, if you want to put into statistics, and we've talked about the stat, and I, I talk about the stat tremendous amount when I talk to prospective clients and, and current clients and teams is the two, number one and number two most valued thing in a sponsorship package. Number one is exclusivity, yeah. which as a minor league team, or a niche league team or a smaller market, that's easy. And number two is that the access to digital media and digital assets. Those two things have nothing to do with attendance, with maybe brand power, right? Those are two things you can offer today. Yep. And you're hitting the number one and number two things uh, that, that people ask, that sponsors want to see. Yep. And it's that's the big piece is obviously you want to, you would need to understand their need need to understand what's your goal great but what i think with a lot of uh, smaller team uh teams can do that they don't realize is going back to being nimble yeah. you saw that stat and you started talking to sponsors and digital just kept coming up so what did you do well you came to me the, the guy who does a lot of the digital stuff and said hey nick what can we do digitally and i said hey here's a few options and you said perfect give me a demo i'm going to put it in front you know Talking with some of some of the bigger teams, sometimes it's, hey, great, we're going to run this past marketing. Then we got to run this past legal. Then we got to run this past the NBA. Then we have to run this past the you know the league, right? Then we got to run it past the owner, right? And then I got to run yeah. it past this person, my boss, and all that. And 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 you know that's just part of the the bigger teams' games. There's nothing wrong with it, but the advantage there, and it's the same thing in small business. The advantage there is you can understand that if the number two thing, number one and number two thing, is exclusivity and digital. If I can move fast enough, I can offer two of those things, listen to what their needs are, and then make sure that, you know, the real reason people like digital media and assets is because they're trackable. Right. A, a big reason, not the real reason. Obviously, right. attention's there. But um, but I think that those are the two things that at least I always try to bring up when, when talking with partners is, you know, like, hey, I don't know if this sponsor will, will pay that much right, for something like this to make it, to make it effective. It's like, well, have you ever offered digital? Have you ever kind of gone to them and said, hey, uh, this is a digital activation? Like, 
for you guys? What value does that bring? And what I always say is I can almost guarantee you that X team, which is 10 miles away, four miles away, is not doing that. And the reason why is because they have to jump through all these hoops. So I think that mixed with a big thing you brought up, and I see this a lot with with what you guys offer as your service. Um, As we were just talking about, if a sponsor calls you on at 9 a.m., you know, you're, they're going to get a call back that day. Uh, whereas, you know, when maybe they're not the top priority in a larger kind of bank of, uh, a team's larger bank of sponsors, where it might be two days, three days, right? And to be honest, at Squad, what we've been able to do is steal some clients from some of our competitors. And the main thing has just been, if, if you email me, I mean, I was just saying, there was, there was something that popped up on a Saturday while I was at the gym. And I saw it on my phone and I got back to them. And that's huge where I can be very nimble like that, right? where a bigger competitor can't. Um, well, and one of the things just that I wanted to add in here, and it kind of circles back to what we talked about last week with prospecting. And I talked a lot about uh, the importance of having a valid reason to, to contact a, a prospect. One thing to remember when you're a smaller team in a bigger market, there's kind of different layers of businesses within a given category. You've got your big ones, you know, maybe your top, let's just take banks as an example. You know, you've got your Wells Fargo's, you've got your B of A's, depending on, on where you are geographically, U.S. banks, some of those really, really big ones. And everybody is knocking on them. But then there's this sort of mid-strata, uh, more your regional banks, community banks, those kinds of things. Those are great prospects when you're a smaller uh, franchise that um, you don't necessarily have to go out there and and try to be you know the the tenth sponsor pitch this week to the great big bank in your in your city or your region. Uh, you know maybe you want to be uh, uh, the second that they've seen this month at a smaller sized bank, and you just tremendously uh, uh, increased your odds of uh, of getting success. The other thing to remember is when you are a smaller franchise as opposed to a bigger franchise. Bigger franchises are still, it's kind of evolving away from being a quote-unquote media buy, but it's still largely a numbers and metrics driven, you know, what's the efficiencies and so forth, uh, which isn't necessarily bad. But when you're dealing with, Smaller sponsors, when you're dealing and, and you're a smaller organization, it's more along the lines of how can we be effective? How can we connect you with, um, you know, with our fan base? And one of the things that, you know, that I've always uh, tried to do is just say, give me a chance. Give me an opportunity. I've got, and at this point, eight years in, in what I've been doing here, I've got a pretty good roster of happy customers, some satisfied sponsors. Some are really, really big ones. Some are not so big, smaller ones. But one of the best closing tools that that I've been able to use in some of our sponsorships is: don't take my word for it. Here, let me let me give you four or five of my uh, best sponsors who say that we are the best value in town in a very crowded sports landscape. And oh, by the way, in addition to all those teams we talked about, I mean, we've got the marathon, and we've got the fun runs, and we've got the parades, and everything else that happens. It's not just sports that they're looking at 
from a from a sponsorship standpoint. So don't be afraid to um, to to use your success stories. Don't be afraid to give referrals, and and don't also be afraid to ask for referrals from your current sponsors. You know, hey, you seem to be pretty happy with how this is working. Is there somebody else? You know, that you belong to the same club or you work at the same gym or something that I ought to be talking to as well. And that's a great way to, again, circling back with prospects, with prospecting, I should say. Um, and maybe they're not the biggest in a particular category, but a great way to, to, uh, to get a foot through the door to get in there and talk to that prospect. What's amazing too that I think you all do really well here is some of the, some of the, let's say, minor league hockey clients I talk to, um, <clears throat> are surprised that you have this roster of the Toyotas and these bigger brands. Um, some of the times that the question I get asked is, man, how did they do that? Um, you're not afraid to go into the bigger spot, bigger sponsorship, the bigger brands and say, <clears throat> here's what we're not. Here's what we are. I think this can fit your goal really well. As opposed to, again, going into that, you know, knowing which being okay that you're the smaller stuff. Well, you walk into those meetings and say, hey, look, I'm, don't say it's for the radio, but I'm not these people, right? If you if you want massive reach with not a ton of you know, um, let's say unique personal ability in this, and that's you're you're just trying to get as many eyeballs, and you should probably be buying some of these bigger franchises. If your goal is to is to have more of an intimate solution, obviously you guys do have a large reach, and this is it. But it's 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 also a great tool that. While everybody is talking about reach brand, you're going to be a part of our basically our IP, our intellectual property with our brand. You say, hey, yeah, you're going to be part of our IP, but but it's it's a lot. You know, here's this thing that I have that everybody else has the same sponsorship pitch, and I have a little bit. Different. And, and here's a great example of how it's worked out for us. There's 22 teams in the Western Hockey League. Okay, 17 Canadian, five in the United States. We uh, we got our revenue comparisons uh, league meetings a couple of weeks ago, and I'm number three out of 22 teams in sponsorship revenue. Mm -hmm. The two teams that are ahead of me are in Edmonton, Alberta, and Calgary, Alberta. Both of those Western Hockey League teams are owned and operated by their NHL teams. Yep. So the Calgary Hitmen are owned by the Calgary Flames. The Edmonton Oil Kings are owned by the Edmonton Oilers. So there's a lot, you know, that they can do. There's some, absolutely, there's some trickle down, there's some packaging, there's some uh, along those lines. So not only are we number three behind two cities in Canada with NHL franchises, that actually if you convert our revenue dollars from American dollars to Canadian dollars, we're number one. We're actually out billing bigger uh, Canadian uh, uh, organizations yeah. uh, where hockey was king. Yeah. So I, I say this only, you know, not to just sort of toot my horn or whatever, but just to say, if you take a little bit different approach, if you look at this a little bit differently, if you acknowledge the fact that, no, I'm not the biggest, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. I still have a lot of value. I'm going to price this thing fairly. I'm going to sell with service. I'm going to use the referral network and so forth. It will and does add up. Yeah. And uh, you'll find yourself, uh, as I did a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> after those numbers were posted, having other teams come up to me and say, okay, what are you doing? Yeah. 
and and to tie it all in here with this podcast, absolutely digital is a big part of that because we did jump on the digital bang, bandwagon early. Uh, we took products to market the sponsors uh, before anybody else. We got our foot in the door and it's paid off. Yeah, and, and it's from I again I I vividly remember <coughs> you sending me that chart for exclusivity and digital. And it wasn't just like a, hey, by the way, nobody's offering digital. Let me just see if this works. You actually looked at some of the data and said, hey, this is what sponsors are nationwide saying. Well, and talk talked to the sponsors. And so talking to the sponsors. Digital is really growing. Is that an area that you were looking to get into? Every single one. I didn't have a single sponsor that said to me, what? Digital marketing? What's that? And, you know, and it's, it's amazing. I mean, the, the stuff that another great sponsor just north the seattle storm that we work with same thing you have the seahawks you know washington state even though it's across the state there's a lot of you got the mariners you've got the there's uh, an xfl seahawks you got the huskies the xfl team coming in and the nhl team coming in and they do a great job of pulling in sponsors and nate's great up there and main reason why is nate understands hey look uh, here's some things i have and here's some they're, I would probably say, one of the top sponsorship in the WNBA. I don't have those numbers, but comparatively in a market that's that Seahawks, Sounders, uh, Mariners, crazy, um, being that being that piece, you got to have some different type of things. So it's it's definitely, and it, you know, it doesn't have to be digital, right? Obviously, digital is, it doesn't say, hurt. I would say digital is a very easy piece, right? It's 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 one of the things where if you can pull it and execute it correctly with your sponsor goal in mind. Well, and these days too, and I use this this saying with, with you a lot, and with other teams that I talk to, you know, when they say, you know, why digital? Uh, it's the old joke about they ask the guy, well, why did you rob the bank? And he says, because that's where the money is. Well, these days with digital, that's where the money is and we're going. And uh, it's important that uh, much as a prospect. Back in 1849, gold was discovered down there in, uh, uh, in California. You know, you're out there, you're staking your claim, uh, you're getting your pan in your water and into the gravel there. Uh, you don't want to be late to that party because then you're playing catch up. You got the, the, the lesser uh, places, and it's not to say you still can't do it, but uh, you know, I, I'm convinced that one of the reasons why we do as well with digital as we do is because we were. Early adopters yeah. of it, not only from a team marketing standpoint, but from a sponsorship standpoint as well. Yeah, and and I'll kind of end it with this: is the amazing thing is how easy it is for some of these tactics. Right, it's very easy to be a great service company. Right, uh, it's very easy to ask, okay, how can we fit in? Right, uh, it's very easy to make these changes. In fact, some might say it's harder if you don't do. Um, so well, you're making it harder on yourself. Exactly. Harder than it needs to be. You know, and, and especially with today with, you know, just the ability to, to pull out a phone and record a pregame video of, you know, warm-ups uh, and have an intern do that. That's a very easy process. It's not like some of this stuff is hard and complex. Does sometimes it will get hard and complex? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's very easy steps you can do today. Try, fail, go out there where you can make an impact where other teams aren't. Um, and, and, and there's enough proven <laughs> business models, promotional models, things like that happening in sports digital yep. these days that you don't necessarily have to create the wheel from scratch. No. You can take an existing 
promotion of existing prospect uh, product. Uh, sure, maybe maybe customize it a little bit to your fan base, mm-hmm. your, your sponsor needs, and, and such. But uh, yeah, there's there's plenty of of successful models to follow out there. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. And it's you know when we when we say hey look how you fit, you don't have to say hey now we're taking all of our purchases and putting them to Bitcoin. Brought to you by blah 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 <laughs> bank, right? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do that complex thing, but uh, it's just those pieces are very easy to implement and it takes almost nothing to start to implement that and start seeing a sponsor as, hey, you have a you have a goal. You're trying to have advertising reach it. How can I help? How can I maybe help where other people think? Uh, there you go. So great episode uh, this week, Rich, if people want to get a hold of you and perhaps ask about how you all uh, do sponsorships so well up in the box here, how can they Sure. Well, I'm right here on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm sure many of you are listening uh, via your LinkedIn uh, posting mix. So uh, my name is Rich Franklin, VP of Corporate Partnerships for the Portland Winterhawks hockey team. Or if you would like to uh, reach out to me directly uh, via email, my email address is richf at winterhawks.com. And for me, it's Nick Lawson. You can find me on LinkedIn here. Probably you're seeing this through a post I gave, but uh, Nick Lawson is my friend squad sports and that does it for this week on the inches i don't have a topic for next week well it's a big holiday weekend i'm gonna have to take the holiday weekend to think about it a little bit but uh so it'll be a mystery topic next week you guys will have to this uh, is like one of these uh uh, episodes of like batman yeah the old batman show like what's gonna happen tune in next week (laughs) same bad time same bad channel i guarantee you it will have to do with sponsorship it'll have to do well that's good with digital and we hope that I can guarantee it'll bring you back. Whether you, whether you follow on it or not, <laughs> it, it will bring you back. So thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in this week. We keep pushing those minutes within sports sponsorship. Hey.